Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Intimacy. My name is Ian Beckles. Hopefully, everybody's having a wonderful week. I always like to introduce my co-host, the lovely Dr. Gina. How are you, Dr. Gina? I'm great, thank you. Good. Hopefully, you're having a wonderful week. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about our fears, and we're going to talk about how do you deal with anxiety. Um, is it safe to say everybody has fears and everybody has some level of anxiety? Absolutely. I think everybody fears something, mm -hmm. maybe some more extreme than others. And that really is what anxiety is. Anxiety is the fear of the unknown, not being in control. So it gives you that uncomfortable worry uh -huh. feeling. Mm -hmm. See, myself, I'm not an overly fearful person. I could, I think I can say that. I'm just not scared of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I'm scared of heights. And I'm scared of most wild animals, okay? Because mm -hmm. I think it's just a smart thing not to touch animals. That's like, actually smart. Like your dog, <laughs> like your, your man was walking with your dog. I'm not just gonna go touch your dog because some people go, oh, hey, and then the dog will bite you. Yeah, luckily he's really old and has no teeth, so yeah. it won't hurt, but so it's... But still, yeah. I just don't trust other people's animals <laughs> and wild animals in general. You shouldn't. Well, uh, like a squirrel. Oh, it's such a cute thing. You know, <gasps> no. squirrels are big people, okay? No. So I'm just saying this. And they have rabies. And they have rabies and a whole nine yards. So <laughs> everybody has fears do you yeah. have do you have fears i do okay. yes um not heights i don't like i don't like roller coasters okay. i'm not really into roller coasters mm -hmm. so i think what is like my biggest biggest fear um oh you um honestly this is gonna sound crazy because i do drive a lot but i don't like driving on freeways for too long really? like with big trucks going by yeah, um, yeah. it's not like debilitating i'll do uh -huh. it if i have to but it's I do have a little fear of that. Well, I think everybody's a little uncomfortable, and it's just it's yeah. an you know it's just a, an environmental type of thing. Like I told you, I was uh, heights is not I'm not I don't like heights. Okay, like I I could dream about being on a building, mm -hmm. and it gives me chills. And if oh, I wow. if I'm watching social media or a commercial, and it shows on top of a building, like I'll have to change it because I get this this funny feeling. Yeah. And I got that feeling one time on top of the Skyway Bridge, oh, and then scary. I never. And for about five years, I didn't. I wouldn't go over the Skyway Bridge. Okay. So, what's the difference between a fear and, I guess, a phobia? Like, I don't like some yeah. people are just like terrified. But I don't know if I was terrified. But for some reason, I couldn't go there. Is there a big difference between a fear and a phobia? Yeah. So, um, so a fear is again, you have this fear of something. You you don't want to be around it. It bothers you. It makes you uncomfortable. A phobia is where it's debilitating mm -hmm. you. So, like I said, okay, yeah, I have a fear of driving on freeways, but I can do it, and yeah. it's okay. But you, if you go up there, mm -hmm. you're, you're it's going to be debilitating. You'll probably have a panic attack. Like, I, I well, I've never had a panic attack in my life. I'm just I just don't believe. I don't know what a panic attack is okay, but whatever happened that. to me that one time on top of the bridge i don't know if it was a panic attack but probably that was the most uncomfortable i've ever been yeah it was probably a little panic attack yeah. and then what happens is when you have a panic attack your mind associates the behavior or the situation with that feeling huh. so now you're conditioned to stay away from that behavior or that makes situation sense. that makes sense so at, at what point do you think it could be a detriment to your like i'm scared of heights yeah. but it doesn't really stop me from doing like i don't have to go on a roller coaster you know right. what i could probably go on a roller coaster i can't go on a ferris wheel Oh, yeah. Because it moves too slow. slow. yeah. Okay, but a, a roller coaster moves, I'm fine. Yeah. If I'm up on a six-story building, which is not very high, I can't lean on the railing because mm -hmm. I, like, I feel like I'm going to fall off. Mm. 
So that's not something I, I need to worry about. I mean, it's not really affecting my life, right? Right, that's the way you have to look at it. If it's affecting your life, then you have to do some work on it. It really depends on what you want. And if you do want to work on it, what you do is called gradual exposure. So you gradually expose yourself to the fear. So for example, you would maybe close your eyes and imagine being up high, and then you'd work on your anxiety. Then you'd, okay, now my anxiety's like at zero. All right, mm -hmm. next step. Now watch it on TV. Do Okay, it's at zero. Now next step. So it's like going up a pyramid. Okay, um, you know, but there's a lot of people out there that are scared of a lot of darn different things. Oh, yes, there's so many phobias. How many, like, uh, as a, a therapist, any crazy phobias? I mean, you've probably seen about almost mm -hmm. every phobia. What's some of the crazier phobias you've seen? Well, I don't know if this is the craziest, but I, get, I have a lot of people that have phobia of throwing up. That's a big one that I see. Phobia of throwing up. Oh yeah, they're so afraid of throwing up that they well, won't even eat certain foods. What? Yeah. So they're scared to throw up. Yes. They're scared of the act of throwing up? Yep, they're scared of the act of throwing up. So yeah. then they don't, well, I, I think it's deeper than that, personally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but well, if you just worried about throwing up, like, did they eat some food that made them throw yes, up? Yes, there's usually some traumatic events. So I had one case where, um, and they're usually younger kids that uh -huh. have this. So this girl at school, this boy threw up in front of her and it just traumatized her, the sure, smell. Yeah, yeah. So now she's just so afraid to, for it to happen to herself or someone to do it around her. I had another case where um, they threw up and it was just such a horrible experience that now they're scared to even eat certain foods. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> So, so like the girl who watched somebody else throw up. Yes. How can you live your life? I mean, you, you're worried that people are gonna throw up around you. You're worried mm -hmm. that you're gonna throw up. That's like if she hears that little gag or someone says they're sick or you know, she just gets all worked up. It gives her anxiety. She starts sweating. Um, so it's working on that phobia. Again, that gradual exposure that, mm -hmm. you know, it's okay if let's just say the worst case scenario, we wanna get you to a place that if someone does throw up in front of you, mm -hmm. that yeah, you're gonna be grossed out because that's a natural reaction, but it's not gonna debilitate you where you can't even, you know, sit by somebody without thinking like, oh gosh, I hope this person does not throw up. <laughs> that's a lot to be, that's just a tough <laughs> yeah. existence. I know. Worrying about everybody around you, hopefully they're not going to throw up. Yeah. Every time you look at somebody gorging food, you're probably like, oh my God, it's gonna happen again. So it's really the fear, it's not so much, I try to explain to people, it's not really the fear of the throwing up, it's the fear of the feeling you're going to have. So if you can regulate that feeling inside you and know like nothing bad's gonna happen to you if you get this feeling again, it's okay. Okay. it's gonna reduce your debilitating behavior, the debilitating feeling. Mm -hmm. Now explain what debilitating means to, to you. To me, it's like you're not functioning normally. You can't just live your life chill, I guess yeah. is what I put it like in those words. Yeah. You know, you're just always on the edge, you're always worried that someone's gonna do this or that something's gonna happen to you. Um, just debilitating is just, you know, it just, it's dysfunctional messes with your life. I see there's a lot of people that are very anxious these days, okay? Everybody uh, is. It seems like everybody's <laughs> a little bit anxious. Yeah. And maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like America are looking for syndromes and different things to link, to kind of latch on to. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like everybody's a little on edge and every time they look and they see something, they go, I think that's what I have. Mm -hmm. And I think and, and I, I think that's becoming a problem, okay? I think we're, like there's uh, Trump syndrome. 
Oh like, yeah. What? You, 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 you're tripping over the president who doesn't know you and is really not affecting your world. Mm -hmm. So I think as a society, we're just developing too many things. There's too many ADHDs and ADDs and blah, 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 blah. And way back in the day, used to be just hyperactive. I just think we're putting too many labels on things and us as United, people in the United States, we're looking and all, all we're watching and they're like, we're almost, they're almost telling us we should be fucked up, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think, unfortunately, the people telling us that we should be fucked up are the ones that are giving us drugs and the ones that are making money off it. So, to me, I'm very leery of that I these days. I was gonna say that, like, think about it. The more fucked up we are, the more money people are gonna make in selling us things mm -hmm. to help us not be fucked up. <laughs> yep, and the real the, the real thing is, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna sit here and be like this conspiracy theory type cats, but, the reality of it is the the medicals like doctors are not trying to make you better no although they they go to the school you know to take care of people they want to give you drugs to you make what, money what reggie was telling me my husband reggie he said that when he broke his nose at um when he was in russia and they broke his nose at this bare knuckle fight he did um they put fentanyl in him and he he remembers it but it gets worse so they did that in russia and he his whole body went into chills it was creep it was awful he threw up then when he came to america after that and they had to do his orbital mm -hmm. surgery they he told them they go do you, are you allergic to anything they said well i'm allergic to fentanyl and they said well Oh, okay. Because we won't put, we won't give you that. Then we'll but give they you were more. going to. Yes. So he was telling me that yesterday. I'm going. What is going on that we don't know about? Is Why happening? are they giving anybody fentanyl? That's a good question. I, I'm after he told me. I'm like, I need to look into this. Like, is this, what's going on? Seriously. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Well, you know, I played football back in the day, and mm -hmm. you know, we after the games, sometimes we used to cramp up, obviously, because we were running yeah. around and sweating a lot. And I remember sitting in the, uh, the training room, and my buddy Steve Everett. I'm sitting there, and he looks at me, and goes, "Tell me your back is cramping." And I go, why? He goes, just do it. And I go, hey doc, my back is cramping. And all of a sudden he runs back and he sticks a needle in the IV. Oh. Cause I'm getting an IV already. So he yeah. sticks a needle in the IV and all of a sudden I went, oh. Yeah. Like all of a sudden I got this warm feeling and it was morphine. Yeah. That crazy? But, I mean, you're and gonna give- kill you. <laughs> well, it could kill you. It also make you addicted and to something. Addicted. Because my back is cramping, you're gonna give me morphine and maybe take a yeah. chance that I'm hooked to the rest of my life. I know. I, t I told you a story when I went to the cognitive test for the NFL, after the guy tells me I'm intelligent and how I should have got better grades, you know, he goes, uh, do you want, uh, you want a, a prescription for uh, Adderall? And I was like, for what? Oh, I ask, no. I go, for what? He goes, do you want it? Like, that was his answer. Wow. And I was, at that point, I realized that this is all a scam. It is. It's a scam, and listen, I, I respect doctors, just like I respect policemen, yeah. but the good ones. Me too. And I don't know how good they are now because I think they're all trying to get after our money, unfortunately. But I mean, I'm, like we're talking about fears. I mean, hopefully you're not scared of doctors because there are people who are scared of doctors. Yeah, but and there are, but the what you were saying too about how everyone's just diagnosing themselves. Um, also, our social media, if you just say the word, oh, ADHD, now your whole feed is gonna give you all these videos that Anybody would relate to like, uh -huh. oh, I do have that. Or of course. That. <laughs> Everybody has a little bit of ADHD. You know what that means? Absolutely. It's just, it's creativity. Yes. Creative people. Yes. 
have a little bit of ADHD. That's okay. No, you have to. I mean, you, I think yeah. you to be a creative person, you have to have a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when back in the day, you just were creative, and then now it's like they gotta flop something on you. And you know, it's like I went. I just came from Canada, and my uh, my brother, who I found out is uh, he has dyslex dyslexia, and his son has dyslexia. And there's no reason why you can't succeed with dyslexia. No. There's no reason. Not. And a couple of times he was saying, well, my son has dyslexia. And I looked at him, I go, stop saying that. Stop, stop don't let him oh. use that as an excuse. Yeah. Because that's not an excuse. Right. I think that's what's wrong with America. Yeah. We find something, we're like, well, I can't because, well, you can. There's people with one leg that run marathons. You see what I'm saying? Like you can do any darn thing you want to do. Yes. And just because you have dyslexia or something like that, that means you got to work a little bit harder. That's yeah. all. And that is facing your fears, facing Correct. your limitations, mm -hmm. facing your cognitive distortions. You know, mm -hmm. you can do anything you put your mind to yep. if you want it that bad. Sure. Yeah. Do you have any drills or anything you talk to your patients about, about facing their fears? Like some people, I just don't know of anything that's going to get them over it. Like if you're scared of heights, like I'm scared of heights. I don't know if there's anything that can make me not scared of heights. There probably is. I don't know if that's that important. But is there any drills or anything? Like is something, it, it is debilitating for some people in some situations. Like in some situations, say you're, uh, I'm gonna try to get a good situation. Say you're scared of people, okay? Yeah. You better figure that out. Yeah. Or you gotta sit in your house. If I'm scared of heights, I just stay away from heights. Yeah. So somebody's scared of people, what do you do to try to get them to wean off a little bit and just kind of be mm -hmm. somewhat normal? Yeah, so I'll give you an example and he would be fine me just, uh, sharing this because he, get, he did give me permission. He okay. Did. Wrote it down that I can talk about this. So okay. Dave Batista, yeah, um, the great Dave Batista. Yep. So yeah. so Dave, before he um, got into acting, he actually came to me and he he told me I have a fear of um, you know transitioning to be to doing acting, have an audition. What do I do? I'm scared. And it and so here's an example of someone who already was famous with the wrestling world. Like, oh, how can he be afraid of? Doesn't this, matter right? how famous you are. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you know what it was? It was his, he was in his head. There was just something in his head that was telling him, oh, people aren't going to like me as an actor. People see me this way. So it was what we had to do was really change his mindset, change his negative thought process of who he is, the message he's been giving himself. So I would say that's the first step in any fear that you have to face is figuring out what is it inside my head that's telling me that I'm not good enough, that I can't do this, and you need to conquer that first. Sure, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. As I get older, um, when I was uh, younger, and I don't know how many, it might have been 20 years ago now, Julie Weintraub from the Golden Diamond Source, yeah. she asked me to do a Dancing with the Stars. It was the first one. I, you know what, I remember uh, when yeah, you did way, that. Way, 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 I mean, it might have been 20 years ago. Well, I remember mm -hmm. like pictures later, right, because I wasn't yeah. here in 20 years. <laughs> sure, it was, but it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. So she asked me to do Dancing with the Stars, and I go, oh you mean God. dance in front of people? <laughs> and I, she was like, yeah, I go, yeah, no, uh, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and that was kind of a fear of mine. Yeah. And like, I understand Dave Batista, yeah. who's great at something, okay? Yeah. People who are great at something do not like to look bad at things. Exactly. At all. Okay. Yes. So I, I thought I think that I was pretty darn good at playing football. Right. Okay. I'm not gonna go out there and be bad. I'm just not gonna do it. I don't mm -hmm. wanna do it. I don't want film out there. So anything I do, I do it like I play football. So I guarantee when Batista mm -hmm. does his acting, he comes at it with the same 
energy he did with wrestling. Exactly. And that's, it, it's going to be, it's going to equate to success. Yes. I just, a good, my good friend, Ten, who I've done some creative things with throughout the years, he just asked me to do some acting. So I'm going to be doing my first little stint with acting. He has this uh, little mini series called Grand Hampton. And I'm going to be the bad guy, oh, which makes really? me feel good. Yeah, um, exciting. But I, I just kind of like, I think I like to have, a lot of different things on my resume yeah. and then you know when i'm when i leave this planet i can look i can say i did i, did, I could tr i tried everything I you know i love that i love why not why you not? know and why not? and give it a try maybe you won't like it. i know a lot of people are like oh i don't really know what i like to do i don't really know what my hobbies are i'm mm -hmm. like well go out there and just try everything and Correct. if you don't like it you don't like it but you might find one thing out of those 10 flops you sure. know and this is the one thing i would say to a lot of young people okay yeah. If you're not failing, and that word fail is mm. a funny word. It is. Because you're just experiencing. Yes. If you don't go through some situations in your life where you thought you failed, mm -hmm. you're not trying. Absolutely. If you just succeed in everything you do, mm -hmm. you're not trying. Yeah. You gotta go out there and try some things maybe you don't think you can do. Right. And then keep on trying until you get better. That's how you improve. Right, and let that feeling of rejection push you to do better, to try harder, and to you look for a new opportunity with somebody mm -hmm. else or a different place. Exactly. Yeah, don't give up. No, definitely don't give up. Ever. And <laughs> like I said, I, throughout my years, um, I've done everything it, it, there is as far as uh, marketing goes, I've ever, Everything goes as far as uh, media goes. Uh, I own the magazine, and there's all. I remember. You know, I had a magazine. Uh, you were probably in it a couple I was times. In your I'm magazine. sure. Yeah. You know why oh, I started yeah. the magazine? Why? Because somebody told me I couldn't. Oh, I love it. I swear. I, I, I swear. Feeling. Like I go, I'm going to start a magazine. Somebody goes, you can't start a magazine. <laughs> and right that point, I went, why can't I start a magazine? Watch me. <laughs> and I go watch. And I seriously, I go watch me. And I think I just did it to spite the person. I know, and I think it. I just held on for two years to spite the person. So that's how crazy I am. You know that's what I mean? Great though. But gosh, if we could all just have that attitude, how successful would everybody be? Well, I mean, everybody's uh, definition of success is different. Uh, I think if you put, if I'm a fisherman, I love to fish. I got a fishing hook in my in my ear oh, right here. Do. I got a fishing hook in my ear right oh, here. Oh my god! So I love to fish. <laughs> Do you have a better chance of catching a fish if you have 10 lines out or one line out? I don't know that answer. You, you can figure it out. If there's a big, say this, ta <laughs> this, say this it's not really a trick question. Okay, okay, say okay. this table's the ocean uh -huh. and you have one line out. Do you have a better chance to catch a fish if there's one line or 10 lines? Oh, 10 lines. There you go. Oh, okay, I'm like, wait. That's life. <laughs> That's life. You got to put 10 lines out yes, and yes, maybe yes. three hit. Yes. But if you put one line out, then it's really hard to, to hit that jackpot every, every darn time. Yeah, you're not, the odds are much smaller, of Ab course. Absolutely. Yeah. And as we get older, I'm still trying to push myself as, as I get older and mm -hmm. still try to do some things that I haven't, haven't done in, in the past. So we, we talked about anxiety. We talked about fear. Um, the whole thing with anxiety, I, I, once again, in America, I feel like we go to drugs way, 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 way too early. Okay, we go to pills way too early. The pills has got to be the last thing. Oh, please. Please be the last thing. Please be the last thing. So when somebody comes to you with anxiety, and once again, we've talked about America, everybody having a level of anxiety, okay? Mm -hmm. When people come to you with a level of anxiety that may be detrimental to their being, what do you tell them? I mean, hopefully you don't yeah. say go and get drugs. No. Hopefully there's there's al there's alternatives. So it's a form three things you need to remember: normalize, 
distract and replace. So normalize, distract and replace. first step, normalize. You okay. want to normalize anxiety. Everybody fears anxiety. That's why we get panic attacks. So if you look at anxiety, just like any other emotion, like sadness, anger, anxiety is worry and worry is an emotion and emotions are fleeting. They come and they go, right? So when you feel that feeling of anxiety, just normalize it. Go, okay, I'm just worried about something. Something's bothering me. It's okay. It'll go. This feeling's going to go away. That's normalized. Then you're going to distract your mind. That's where you do some mindfulness, some breathing. Just, you know, quickly name three things in the room, mm. color and object, right? Grounding exercises. Get yourself back in the moment. And then you replace it with a new positive thought because the fear, the feeling of fear, the feeling of anxiety is from some negative thought that is causing you to feel this way. So challenge the thought at the end. Challenge the thought. Yeah. I like the I, formula. I like that. It's, it's, it seems pretty easy, right? <laughs> it seems easy. It's not easy, but the more you do it, the more it'll it'll go away. Absolutely. Yeah. What about things like meditation? For myself, I'm mm -hmm. meditating two, three times a week now. So important. In, in a group setting. Um, oh, that's it's, great. It's doing a lot for me, yeah. uh, and I'm uh, every day I'm trying to do a little, get, getting into kind of a a routine of meditating a little bit. Yeah. Uh, talk to speak on meditation and mindfulness and clearing your mind and, and, and what that does. So the easiest way to start is to begin your day and end your day with mindfulness and meditation. Because I know during the day is hard sometimes, but there's ways to do that too, but I can explain that later. Mm -hmm. So wake up and put an intention out there. All right, today's gonna be a good day. Today I'm going to be calm and, and be positive, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to just, you know, just take a few minutes, just take some deep breaths, just focus on the moment, focus on what you're drinking, focus on what you're eating, um, go outside, listen to the sounds, use all your senses. But meditation is really mindfulness. It doesn't mean, I know a lot of people think meditation, like, well, I can't just sit there and not think of anything. Like, well, like you're, no. You're thinking of a lot of things. You're thinking of a lot of things, it's yes. okay. But what, you, what you're doing is you're being in the moment. You're mm -hmm. taking life in you're not allowing the worries of tomorrow and the thoughts of the past to interfere with this moment you're right here right now nothing can hurt you nothing can stop you I love it yeah and what about I hear a lot of people talking about uh, blue light and before you go to sleep right. you're like you're not supposed to be in your computer mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be on your phone you're not supposed to be watching TV what what are they talking about exactly yeah so so the theme with the blue light it's saying that it's just like interfering with your mind and the way like we, we it's not allowing us to calmly go to sleep and relax our minds so um, the recommendation from even sleep doctors I think it's 30 minutes I always tell people at least 30 minutes before bed just turn everything off yeah. you know you can you can read if you want um you know you can um listen to something but just turn the phone off and the tv off you know i think it's a good routine to have at night uh, and, and listen I, I i've heard forever that and I, i'm the culprit okay yeah. most of my life i've went to sleep with a television on. oh me too most of, and lately i've changed yeah. but i still need the radio sometime like i'm just yeah there's so much going on in my brain i just yeah. I, I can't just listen to myself yeah. um but is it more the light or is it more the sound I think it's more the light. I think okay. it's more the like the phone, which I know, hey, I'm guilty, but I'm not saying I'm perfect. Believe me, there's a lot of <laughs> nights that I'm on my phone before right. bed. But I notice that if I just like turn it off and just give myself a little time mm -hmm. to just relax or read something or even do a gratitude, mm -hmm. um, it just helps. I mean, like 30 minutes isn't that much. You know, just something, turn it, just turn your phone off. I think it's more the light than the sound because think about it, there's a lot of um, sound therapy. So sure. you could put like the, little, the noise machines, mm -hmm. Those things are good for you. That's sure. okay. Now, do you have any suggestions for people in general? Because 
I just I just went through a little something that I was trying to do. I tried to cut out a lot of things in my life. Okay, I also tried to cut out my phone. I couldn't do it. Oh no, I can't do. It. <laughs> I can do it. Well, we like, run businesses. It's well, hard. Well, that's true. Okay, yeah. but I like I just went through a long period of fasting where I didn't yeah. eat, but I wow. couldn't put my food down, my my, my phone, phone down. down. <laughs> I okay, I didn't eat any food for fifteen days, but I couldn't put my phone down. Oh, damn addicts. Like I just every and I and I'm telling you. This is crack it cocaine is. I can't because get rid of it. I put it down for two minutes and I'm like I'm not picking it and before I say it up I'm grabbing it. Me too. It's terrible I and, and, and it's and I know this is bad. I it know is. I know I don't know what There's it's so causing. There's, it, it's just bad for us and I know it's hypnotizing us and it's doing so many things. But for God's sakes, I can't turn my TV on. I can't listen to music. I can't do listen to the. I can't do shit without my phone. I know. And it's I am so a slave hard. to my phone. Because I'd love for us to be able to just read, like, you know, old-fashioned reading, but it's so hard when everything's on your phone. You can yeah, but it. you know what my old-fashioned reading is? <laughs> Going on my phone and putting YouTube on my television, yes. but I need my phone. Because I, I don't really go through books and read. I'd rather put it on YouTube and, Well, you I know. think if you have a balance with other things, then you're okay. <laughs> okay. Good balance. Make sure you're eating right. Yeah, okay. Meditating. Okay, you I'm know, doing most of those balance. things. Okay, balance is a good thing. That, Depriving yourself of everything is not good for you either. So no, correct. Yeah, and that's one thing that I am, you know, realizing. I do extreme things. Yeah, but I think when it comes down to it, you have to enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Like I see okay. some people that are that, that look great. And they did, yeah. and I look at them and they're not happy. No, you got to eat every once in a while. Go get you some French fries. I do. All everyone, the time. yeah, you it's got okay. to. How often you eat French fries? Be honest. I love. You know what? My How guilt often? How often? Not that often, but once a month. Yeah. Okay, you're not in it. But you know what I do? Like, <laughs> you're, not, you're not in it. We're not talking to you. But I do have bread and butter like three times a week. Ooh, I like bread and butter because I'm Cuban and I love. Cuban yeah, bread. that Cuban bread, <laughs> that Cuban bread, and, and rice. I like rice. I ate rice today. I love rice. But you know what? Though? I mean, rice okay. is not bad. No, no. Rice no. is from the from there. I I read a lot of stuff about foods. They say that rice is not great for you. Really? They say that spinach is not great for you oh. now. And they say you have to get like wild rice and all this kind of oh stuff. God. So I don't know it's anymore. It's so complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> and as I get older, it gets more complicated. And I just don't know what to do with myself. We just have to do our best, right? Do I guess. Best. I guess. You know, and, and like I said, I'm getting older. And I don't know if I should just eat what the hell I want to for the rest of my <laughs> life till I go away or start eating the right thing and maybe add a couple years on the back end of it. I don't know what I the difference is. I think eat the right things for the most part and then splurge every once in a while again just some balance and okay. just try to be healthy are wings bad well probably with all the <laughs> wings wings are from the chicken that's right that's what that's I'm right. they're from the chicken it's they're not bad you know what I mean <laughs> and if you happen if they happen to fall in a vat of oil and get crispy and delicious and moist oh, on the inside so good I need some I just uh, <laughs> I have my I, I cut out steak and I don't eat beef anymore that's I don't right. eat pork anymore yeah I'm gonna eat me some wings, though. I just—I yes. mean, my whole life, I've—I've okay. I've convinced myself. You deserve it. That wings aren't that bad for you. If you're cutting out all that stuff, you deserve some wings. That's I know, okay. I know. Okay. I deserve me some <laughs> darn wings. And football season's coming around the, the oh bend. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, I know. This so like you, your man's a Jet fan, big time, and he's all hyped up about Aaron Rodgers and yeah, them right and now. He's like he's going, making me go to this like Jet <laughs> fan club. I'm like, where? A Jet fan club? That Here. sounds terrible. That sounds awful. It does sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I played for the Eagles for two years, and I went to, like, an Eagle fan club. That's worse. Oh, God. An Eagle fan club is way worse than Jets fan club, but uh, yeesh. Wish me luck on that yeah, one. Yeah, good luck with that. So have you figured out what you're doing game day? Have you decided whether you're going to let him watch it, or are you going to, you know? I think... I 
I, I want to be part of it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just give me a little space, too. I can't just space be Space like, is ah. good. Yeah, because he's like a fanatic, so. Well, this is, I'm going to give you some little, little advice, okay? Yes, please. Less is more. Yeah. Sometimes you come, hey, honey, then give him a little kiss Perfect. or something. So enjoy yourself. Yeah, I but have things know, to do, You know what's me. bad? Sitting in there going, why are they doing that? No, <laughs> no, no guy no guy wants that. I'll and just that, stay away. And that's, 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 that's good <laughs> advice. All right, Dr. Gina, if anybody needs any help from you, how to get in contact with um, you? Instagram, Dr. Gina Love. And I'm Ian underscore Beckles, and I'm mostly Instagram myself. And uh, come hang out, Dina Terry T and Kava House, 4817 Southwest Shore Boulevard. Uh, we're kind of like therapists ourselves. Best Kava awesome and Kratom in on the planet actually everybody have a wonderful week this has been mental intimacy and uh, we're trying to get you right bye peace out